Welcome to the Rockcast. We're glad to have you today with us. I'm Pastor Heath, along with Matt, the music man, and we have a special guest in the studio today. Brandon is with us, also a metalhead, and we're going to be talking about the one of the biggest bands in the world still, Metallica. And so we're going to confess some of our rock and roll ways today. We're going to talk about the spirit behind the music, because that's what we're doing with our rock cast, is to try to look at songs and, and these artists and really see what is behind the music. And so, Brandon, when you first heard Metallica, what was the first album, and how old were you, where were you, all that stuff? Well, I was about uh, about eight or nine years old, and uh, it was the Black Album, and uh, I can tell you exactly where I was when I heard it. I was in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And, uh, of course, you know, here in Harrison at that time, we didn't have any kind of radio stations that played any kind of rock music. And uh, just happened to hear that intro to Inner Sandman on the radio, and it just totally blew me away. I'd never heard any kind of music like that. And that was right at the age when I was starting to kind of figure out my own musical taste. And So what were you, like nine years old? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I was 21. This was 1991 when the Black Album came out. And, and Matt, Black Album was the first one for you? Well, no, uh, that's the first one I bought. Okay. And the, the first uh, was uh, Injustice for All. And I want to thank the point guard on our basketball team had a copy of it. And uh, one was the first song that I really heard with Metallica. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I was, uh, I was a junior in high school, 17. And uh, when I was, you know, started slowly getting into that, and it wasn't until after I graduated that I, uh, I bought Metallica because they were – they were too much thrash for me at the time. I was still in the in the hair band, mm-hmm. the glam metal. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. And I wasn't. Uh, I didn't know about all that that grit and that aggressiveness until after I got out of school. Right. And so, since I'm uh, chronologically gifted, uh, more so than you guys, uh, I went. Uh, had a buddy named John. He's listening to us in California. Hey, John. Uh, he got me into Metallica. I'd never heard anything like it. And of course, my first album was Ride the Lightning. And I heard Ride the Lightning and For Whom the Bell Tolls and just all the bark gourds, the crunching sound, the it just, you know, I was I was hooked. And it just energized me like like nothing had before. Uh, I felt like I could take on the world. And we talk about that music, there there is a power behind the music. It's and and their music was was aggressive and and so Ride the Lightning for me was was the first one, and then, of course, in 1986, Master of Puppets came out. And and so, you know, I was a huge fan. And I even got to see them in 1988 for uh, in a Monsters of Rock tour, Van Halen's Monsters of Rock. I saw Metallica in 1988 for, with the And Justice for All, along with about seven other bands. But so Metallica is something that has affected our lives uh, greatly, and, and they've inspired us in, in ways maybe – Positive and negative, uh, Brandon. When you when you heard that kind of music, what what what? How did it fuel you? Man, it uh, just instantly energized me. You know, still to this day, when uh, you know, like when we heard the intro come on there from Sad but True, it just makes me want to start playing the air drums. And uh, <laughs> man, it just you know, like it just energizes is really the best word I can think of to describe it. I I feel like I go, I want to run through a brick wall. Mm. Or, or I could take on the world. I mean, you, you feel like Superman. I mean, and that's what the, the music does is it does give you this, this power and this strength. And I think that's why it's so central 
to us, especially us guys with this kind of music, it just, we connect with it. And, and uh, so what happened after the Black Album? I mean, you, you bought that, and then after albums, after that, did you, uh, did you, you, you were hooked, you, yep. you continued to follow up? Oh, uh, absolutely. That was uh, when I got my first CD player. The Black Album was one of the first albums that I had saved my money up to buy. And, and uh, then, you know, after that, the next uh, album was Load, came out in 96, and I was 13. And my buddies and I all got together and decided, you know, that day we're going to meet at the mall. We're going to go hang out, go down to the CD store, and we all bought a copy of that album. Wow. And that I mean, was that's, the, that that's was... really where I got hooked. And then you got it home, you play it, mm-hmm. you listen, and it just, you listen again. Yeah. And you can't get enough of it. How many times did you listen oh, to man. it? I mean, there's no telling. You know, even up till, uh, you know, about five or six years ago, Load and Reload were two of the albums I always had in my car or my truck and ready to listen to. If, you know, if if I wasn't feeling any other kind of music, I knew I could put either one of those in and, and uh, be satisfied with the music. It comforted you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was your companion. And that's what music does. I mean, it just, you know, you live vicariously through them. You, you defend your bands and it's your outlet, you know, and you have uh, you have parties that uh, you have that kind of music. So uh, it's something that is really deep ingrained in us. And, and I think that's why this rock cast is touching a lot of people, because we're all confessing. Uh, how big of music's been a part of our life. And, of course, Matt being a musician and, and making a living doing it, um, it's something that it really we have to battle, continue to battle. Yeah, I, uh, I confessed to Heath earlier that uh, the same day that he asked me to come in and speak on this uh, broadcast, I had heard uh, Metallica's uh, Wherever I May Roam on the radio, and I'd rocked out to it earlier that day. So he really <laughs> he stomped on my toes. <laughs> that sitar i mean that was so cool when mm-hmm. they did that so that and then the drums everything sounded different metallica sounded w- different with that album and of course matt who was the producer bob rock produced that album totally changed their sound yeah yeah and even in right after i got the black album it wasn't long after that i got the uh, metallica box set and it had the you know the videotapes in there and uh, the cds and stuff but the see and i didn't really know for whom the bell tolls and master puppets and and all those until i got the box set because all those were on the cv but cd but they were all done live and so to me it was more current even though it was an older song you know it just sounded more current than what their original recordings did and uh i was just all over it i loved it and uh it uh it fed everything i wanted it to feed mm-hmm. and uh it, i was content yeah you know, I, I used to say that, you know, that kind of music never really affected me and I didn't let it affect me. But yet, you know, I knew every lyric on mm-hmm. the Black Album. And, you know, even still to this day, if, I, if I'm if i driving and I hear Metallica, I drive faster immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just something I know about myself. So it really is affecting me, even if I say it's not. You're so right. Music affects our mood. It affects our behavior. Because when you're in a concert, you're feeling the energy of that crowd and that music and the guitars, everything comes. I mean, it's it creates this chaotic feel, and and it does move you. And so we can say, hey, well, you know, it doesn't affect me, like, but it, but it does. I mean, there's just no getting around it. It absolutely does. And what we want to talk about is music is is not really neutral. I mean, it, it's going to give you some kind of feeling, uh, dark aggressive, 
angry, and that's what it fed in you, right? Oh, sure. I mean, you it's just an outlet for, yeah. for all of the tension and all of the things, all of the kind of the rebellion in your heart that you wanted to overcome or pa- feel this power? Yeah, because growing up Assembly God, and I was always told the rock music's bad, and uh, my parents were uh, wise enough, I think, to uh, not lord over me on that, mm-hmm. but uh, instruct me. And uh, but still, uh, I, I'm to be flat honest. I I knew about Jesus. I knew about his sacrifice. I knew that he rose from the dead. I believed it, but I didn't want that to be a part of my life at the time because I wanted to live for me. Mm-hmm. And so when I would hear stuff about deny your maker and all that, in a sense, I was rallying that because I didn't want God to have any part of my life because I wanted to be my own God and and live my own way. And uh, and in the back of my mind, I thought, well, you know, if, if everything, you know, the Bible, what the Bible talks about and, and you know, everybody gets their head cut off, you know, doesn't receive the mark, then I'll just, I'll do that. And that's my, that'll be my saving grace. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had that in my back pocket thinking that that was, I was taking, going to take that to the bank. And uh, I was, you know, sadly mistaken for sure. Well, Sammy was telling you to put it off till Judgment Day. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, Van Halen was telling us just tune into what's going on now and put it off. So I, I think all of us, uh, you know, we were raised in Christian homes, and there were certain things that we were probably uncomfortable with. And and one of the uh, one of the songs on the Black album was called "The God That Failed." You remember that song, mm-hmm. Brandon? Oh yeah. And, and James Hetfield wrote that song. Uh, James was raised in a Christian science home, uh, which ironically isn't Christian, nor is it scientific. He couldn't even go to health class. His mom pulled him out of health class at school because they didn't want him learning about the body. I mean, it's just, it's a cult that it, you know, denies uh, science and medicine and believing that God will heal you. Uh, and she shielded him from even learning about the human body because this body's just a shell. What really matters is the spirit. Well, I mean, there's truth to that. But he was in this cult. And, and so when his mom got cancer and refused medical attention and going to hospitals because that was taboo, he saw her die a painful death. And he writes the song, the God, follow the God that failed. Healing hand held back by the deepened nail, follow the God that failed. And so it's, it's a very anti-Christian song because he, he saw what happened to his mom. Obviously, uh, you know, the Bible tells us we're all born with dark hearts. It's not that we're ruined by some event. It just it, it fuels it. It fuels that rage and that rebellion that we already have against God. So that song was was a song that I point out to people because a lot of people, you know, because they're emotionally involved with Metallica, just as we all are and still struggle, when you're defending them, and you think they're neutral. And, and this is the myth is that, well, you know, they're not, and I know they don't preach, you know, they don't preach politics or, and if you saw them in concert, James says, hey, I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what your politics are. We're just here to rock. And, and it's like a safe place where you can just let all this out. But there's always a spirit behind the music. And so that's what we're trying to uncover to show you that music is, is not neutral. It's not just, uh, you know, Jesus said you're either for me or against me. And we like to create this category that this is okay because it's not really one way or the other, but it really is. And 
one song that really disturbed me that I could never listen to was a cover song that Metallica did by a band called Diamond Head. And so we're going to play that real quick here. I want you to listen to the lyrics in this cover song by Metallica from, this is a song called The Prince. What James was just screaming was, Angel from below, change my dreams. I want for glory's hour, for wealth's esteem. I wish to sell my soul to be reborn. I wish for earthly riches, don't want no crown of thorns. And then the next verse, he says, I was born a fool, don't want to stay that way. Devil, take my soul with diamonds you repay. I don't care for heaven, so don't look for me to cry, and I'll burn in hell from the day I die. Now, Brandon, you were never comfortable with that song, were you? No, not at all. And, uh, you know, kind of like Matt was saying uh, a little bit ago, I, you know, at that age, I knew about Jesus and I knew what was right and wrong. And I would try to compartmentalize uh, these songs. And so I'd just skip over the songs that I thought were bad, like The God That Failed or or this one uh, that was on the Garage Inc. album. And, uh, you know, I'd make excuses. I'd say, you know, that's a cover album. That's not really their lyrics. They didn't write those. They're just, they're playing somebody else's stuff or, um, but you know, really that's, you know, that was an album of their musical influences. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff that got into them when they were younger and, and fueled them now. That was their inspiration. Remember the word music, the root word for music is muse, which is a spirit or a personified force that is the creative energy behind the artist. So Metallica, Diamond Head, Venom, uh, other bands, and, and Matt, uh, what was uh, one of their biggest ones? Motorhead? Oh, yeah. Motorhead was huge with Metallica. Lemmy, uh, they love Lemmy. They actually, you know, categorized Lemmy as God because uh, he was, you know, to them was the godfather of rock and roll. And uh, they'd bring him on stage. They'd bow to him, everything else. Lemmy's God. You'd hear uh, um, Hetfield and uh, Lars both. Say, you know, they'd ask the question, who's God to you? And he's Lemmy, of course. And uh, they were, he was he was the man. And, I, you know, I, I, I've looked at uh, Lemmy's lifestyle, and I think uh, they looked up to him and the fact of he was the complete rebellion of the rock industry, uh, lived in a simple apartment and, and just stuck his middle finger up to the world, and he was just going to do whatever he wanted to do. And they, they were all for that. And... Uh, but, uh, you know, I bet if Lemmy could change his mind right now, I bet he would change it in a heartbeat. Yeah, because he died and died in a nasty apartment and died rejecting God and sticking his middle finger up to God. And that's the spirit behind the music here. And Metallica, you know, basically covering this song. Yeah, we would always justify him or make excuses for him. I did the same thing with all of my favorite artists as well. But to cover that song and to, and to really say that you devil take my soul and I don't want no crown of thorns and, and to, to boldly proclaim that you're going to burn in hell and, and willingly do that is 
disturbing to, to realize what is going on here. And when people sell their souls, you can do that. You can sell your soul for rock and roll, and the devil can give you fame and fortune. I mean, it's happened. There are people who didn't have talent that all of a sudden got talent and got opportunities. And the devil, a lot of times we think the devil is just always, especially in in the Christian world, we think the devil just is only responsible for bad things. But what did he tempt Jesus with? Hey, I'll give you all this. Just bow to me. Hey, don't go to the cross. Don't go to the way of denying yourself. Take the crown. You'll rule and reign right now. And that's the lie from Satan is just focus on here. Tune in, rebel, go with me. I'll take care of you. I'll give you all of these things. And and it's such an incredible lie. And Jesus gave his life as a sacrifice to save us from hell, to save us from suffering God's wrath. And this is what we're trying to talk about and to try, trying to expose really this spirit behind this music. And it is so powerful that we, we've got to be very careful. I mean, we just do. Uh, Jesus said that you can't serve two masters, Matthew 6, 24, because you'll either love the one and despise the other. There's no way that we can worship the things of this world and also be worshiping God because they're just, they're opposing forces. So Brandon, you can't serve two masters, masters. You just can't. No, you you sure can't. And, you know, anytime that you listen to this kind of music for a long time, it really does start to affect everything in your life. It affects your attitude, makes you angrier, makes you more on edge. And, uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate because these guys really are talented. You know, James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich really are talented musicians, but, uh, you know, it's just it's not coming from the right place. That's exactly right. It is a spirit that is uh, of darkness, and, and I feel it too. I mean, just even listening to that intro, it took me back to when I was not saved, living for myself and, and being a rebel. I mean, and I, I can just feel a darkness kind of come over me. And I know, Matt, you, you can feel that as well. Oh, yeah. And we like stuff that's bad for us. That feeling, even though, you know, there's that darkness that, that you sense inside your spirit, there's just part of me that because it moves my flesh. I mean, it's, I can remember the snare. I can hear every part of it. And, and it takes me right back to where I was. And, and it's scary. Yeah, and I think one of the you know popular misconceptions that a lot of Christians and a lot of churches have is that it's the style of music, but it's not the style of music, it's the intent. You know, there are plenty of, of really good metal Christian bands out there right now who are singing uh, praises to God and to Jesus, but uh, they're doing it in a hardcore fashion. And the message is positive. You know, the message is positive. That's what we're trying to do with the rock cast is get to the message, the spirit behind the music, pull back. Uh, some of the things that you maybe you've not even thought about, because I know a lot of people listen to music and they try not to pay attention to the lyrics, but you can't help. Because here, here's what I'd like to challenge people on. It's like, hey, if you are a Christ follower, would you ever feel comfortable going to the first church of Satan and just for the worship music, would you ever feel comfortable going to the church, first church of Satan and just staying for the music and leaving before the message? I mean... <laughs> It's like, hey, you you already got the message. (laughs) See, that's the thing. Would you ever go into Satan's church just to hear the just to hear his music, but leave before the message? And Matt, you just nailed it. The message is in the music. There is no preaching at Satan's church. It's all music because the message is inside there. And 
underlying. It's a power that you tap into to live for yourself, to do things your way, stick your middle finger up to everybody, and you make you make it happen yourself. And that's really the spirit behind the music. Guys, you know it's sad but true. Jesus said in Mark 8, 36, what does it benefit you if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? What can a man gain in exchange for his soul? Metallica has got the world. Multi, multi-millionaires packing out stadiums. They are worshipped by the world. They are idolized and worshipped. They have it all. And Jesus is saying, listen, what is it going to benefit you if you gain the entire world and then you die and go to hell? There is what that is a bad deal. But Satan is always about focusing on now. We don't even know if that's real. Questioning God's word, question the reality of hell. And and it's a lie. And so we've got to be careful that we don't worship these guys. When I hear their music, when I see them interviewed, I'm, I realize where their destiny is. Unless they repent and, and give their lives to Christ, unless they repent of their sin and turn to Christ, they are lost for all eternity, and nothing else matters. So you know it's sad but true. We've got to be careful about our music. So that's today's Rockcast. I'm Pastor Heath. I'm Matt. I'm Brandon. Thanks for being with us today. Think about it. <laughs>